The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Claude Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I am joined by the returning from vacation Ricky. How are you this evening, Ricky? And how was your holiday in Turkey? Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Holiday was good. Um, yeah, it was, it was very good, very hot. Yeah, I had a good time with the, with the wife and kids. Come back with a tan, believe it or not, but <laughs> yeah, a good week away. As as you as you probably noticed on Facebook, yes, your um, attire choice per day was quite the nice wee diary to keep track of you. Yep, and contrary to what you believe and what some others might believe, I did actually step away from the mirror. I thought you were going to say contrary to what other people believe, jorts are cool. Well, I mean, they are depending on the style and etc. and how you're wearing them. John Cena style kind of jorts, like, no, that's not for me, but... Each to their own. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Ricky and Clive fashion show. So, we're here tonight to address the elephant in the room, and that elephant is a beast and a conqueror. We're going to talk about Brock Lesnar tonight, so I'm sorry in advance about that, but basically, what was it that happened in Monday Night Raw there? He said through the sort of, through Kurt Angle's Twitter that he's not willing to put up his title defence on at SummerSlam, so as a result there won't be a sort of multi-man number one contendership match at Extreme Rules. What do you think about that on its own, just that wee small slice of story? Well, there's obviously going to be a number one contenders match. Whether it's a a multi-man or just a one-on-one or whatever. It's just sort of continuing the whole Brock doesn't care about wrestling, he's disrespectful, he's wanting just all he's after is the money sort of thing um, so in that sense that kayfabe storyline it just sort of con- it, it continues that but there's going to be a, a number one contenders match it's just that who's going to be in it and whether we do go through a multi-man <coughs> match but did the note say we need to postpone the number one contender match I mean that must be said in kayfabe though like I know the whole I think, st- on you go, go on, sorry. you go like it is it's just purely kayfabe like you can't now all of a sudden be like oh well we're cancelling it because Brock decides he's not going to do it and it's like 
well, hold on a second, like your contract that obligated contracts that obligated to appear probably or whatever. You'd imagine so anyway, considering how big SummerSlam is. It's one of the big four. Like, for me, it's just it's just it's kayfabe and it's just continuing that whole storyline that Brock doesn't care and he's a part timer and all he's there is for the money. Right, I get the the story they're going with is that Brock is sort of reneging on his deal that he has to have contractually obligated matches. And a lot of the <clears throat> vitriol that people feel towards the universal title scene on Raw at the moment is that Brock's not there, so fuck Brock and all that carry on. At the end of the day, Rich Slatter himself said it a few months back, leading up to WrestleMania, when they had the whole storyline with Roman Reigns calling out Brock for his part-time nonsense and not being there, hiding behind his contract. It's Vince that's writing that. And you've said yourself, I'm not sure if you're on the... If you're at it or not, but you you admire Brock. Now, fair enough. That's but correct. So this is this is truth. A hot take. You do admire him. I don't. I don't know how anyone can. Like, let, let me let me put if, and, and from a business point of view, I admire him. Oh, uh huh. That's only that's all that's all it is. So when someone says. Brock's being disrespectful or, or whatever and it's like right well if your boss turns around and tells you that you just work five days a year and we'll increase your salary by ten times are you honestly going to turn around to your boss and say no 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 I won't do that continue working all these long hours at the wage I'm on because it's honest it's an honest working way and it's like no that's absolute nonsense so all he's doing is just getting more, as much money as he can for him and his family. It's like how can you, how can you knock that? How can you not respect that from like a business point of view? So now, when it comes to what you watch, when it comes to his matches, that's different. Um, I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar the Universal Champion. I'm more so, like I said, I'm. I admire and respect Brock Lesnar the businessman as opposed to like I say the wrestler um, the same with everyone else you're just now at a point where like I said I don't personally hate Brock but the title needs to be there every week it needs to be defended at every pay-per-view like I'm not even saying defended on Raw because those days are well and truly long gone but it needs to the champion needs to be there every week Mm-hmm. You know, this was like it was a couple of years ago, or three years ago, whenever it was, he had a title, and there was large chunks in where he wasn't there again. But we got lucky, just in the sense that we had the authority storyline, and we had them away, so that kind of helped cover up a little. But now there isn't that, there isn't that storyline there. It was Seth for a while, mm-hmm. but. I, to me, it doesn't matter how great Seth's matches have been, how great the IC title is, but you just need you need to have your main event title there every week, and a champ has got to be there every week. And like I said, I think we all there isn't a person out there that didn't think Roman was going to win at WrestleMania. Um, and then when it came to the Greatest Royal Rumble, I think the vast majority of us again felt he was going to win there, and now going into SummerSlam you just genuinely do not know what to expect now I know this whole Brock not wanting to play ball 
it's one of those instances where fiction and reality have become one. And what you've been saying there about the Universal Champion, or just the title in general not being on Raw, I think it's hijacked. He has, and Vince in a way, has hijacked the main event scene for Raw. I think there's collateral damage that that affects the rest, like the rest of Monday nights, not just the main event scene, because you've got Brock's reign of destruction. Kind technically started when he squashed John Cena back in 2014, and then he was in more sort of attraction matches with the likes of Undertaker, Dean Ambrose, and the likes of them. And now that he's got the title. The first time it worked because it was just a new thing where they hadn't had the champion there for a while and at that time it was the rise of Seth Rollins when they still had the, the briefcase and it was it was one show. It still wasn't a brand split at the time. So there was enough going on to keep you engaged but this time the, the brand splits come into play. I think his reign of destruction has included the likes of Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman twice... Roman Reigns twice when you count the, the multi-man at SummerSlam three times well twice because I don't regard Greatest Royal Rumble as a proper pay-per-view but anyway uh, I forgot about that but he's making all these stars but later on we're going to look at like, for sort of viable candidates who could realistically steal the not steal take the title from him but all these big stars I think they look stupid as a result because he's top of them all in effect, they've been squash matches because they've lasted no longer than 10 minutes. The one that lasted the longest, apart from Roman Reigns, was probably the AJ Styles match, which wasn't even a title match. But that was a great match, though. It was a great match. And that's another annoying thing. There was a, a debate, a sort of tongue-in-cheek debate, maybe, when people were calling out Brock Lesnar for defeating CM Punk's reign for 434 days and it was only like 11 or 12 title title defences and they were comparing mm-hmm. that to Okada's now I sort of threw that in the, a spanner in the workshop as well not not to be an arse just to see what the general thinking was but Okada has had great matches time and time again he is a fighting champion that's what it all boils down to even though it's only been less less defences he's there all the time whereas Brock isn't and also, Okada, as I said, has put on really good matches, and he's had Brock has had them with the likes of AJ Styles, so that they they can use him in a way that would please most fans, especially if it's against the likes of AJ Styles, where you've got really closely fought battles. Um, the Goldberg stuff, I wasn't really a fan of. You've got someone who's what fifty years old defeating them. It just sort of throws in the face the hard work that the other guys, the sort of full-time, fully fit match, like sort of in-ring fit wrestlers out there. And at the end of the day, Brock squashed Goldberg again in five minutes at WrestleMania last year. I think as well, a lot of these stars that I've talked about, they look stupid as a result, and I feel as if they're fighting over nothing at the moment. I know it's kind of changed now with Braun Strowman winning the briefcase recently but it's kind of like how would I put it? one flew over the cuckoo's nest where you've got all the inmates that are just arguing amongst themselves and then they're told to stand in line whenever Nurse Ratchet comes in and tells them to that's what it feels like to me and it's pointless and as a result 
this knock-on effect has sort of it's made, in a beneficial way it's made Seth Rollins IC title story the main thing that's going on in Raw which is good but the rest of it mid-carders just fighting over nothing at the moment what do you think about the the effect it's had on the sort of structure in the hierarchy well when you look at it like this right when you've got either people in MMA or boxers their sole aim well two aims is obviously to make as much money as possible but to be king of your division or queen of your division and the only way to do that is to beat the guys and you know, females in around you like the top contenders and to hold the not necessarily when it comes to UFC yes to hold the title but when it comes to boxing less so because of so many different world titles and because of politics around it all you can't possibly hold it's very difficult to hold all titles at the same time but the, what, what I'm getting at though is the same logic can be applied in the wrestling like yes there's the IC title yes there's a world title yes there's uh, if you want to go further back you had like the European title hardcore title etc etc but your your sole aim which you would like to believe as a wrestler is to either be like the face of the company or like the top guy or just hold that title like you can't possibly say there's wrestlers out there will be like well I'm I'm, I'm okay like if I'm I'm never going to try and aspire to win the world title or push myself to get there. So in the same, it's the same sense with boxers. You, you get into that sport and that profession to become the champ. And if you're not, then why the hell are you doing it? So it's, uh, it's it, to me, that ties in what you're saying. There's a lot of, a lot of different feuds, a lot of things happening, but the, ultimately they're on the road to nowhere if the champ isn't there to defend his title and if it's not if he's not there then why are you having these these different types of feuds like what is the the end result what is the end game for us I mean there's going to always be the rumours that Roman Reigns will finally be the one to dethrone Brock even with Braun Strowman holding a briefcase and the run of form that Seth Rollins has been on especially now that he seems to I don't know if he's lost the IC title for a long term or if he's going to win it back at Extreme Rules but with him losing that IC title the options there for him to go into that if there is going to be a number one contender match so the people are starting to queue up as to who could be the next contender but there's always going to be the rumours floating about Roman Reigns versus Braun Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam I mean Again, I'm not really going to count the Greatest Royal Rumble one. Brock Lesnar destroyed Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He'd beaten to, literally to a bloody pulp. It was like a 20-minute squash match. He'd beaten worse now than he did last time. Like, so much worse. Uh-huh. Like, <clears throat> I, I know you're, we were going to touch on who we think should be challenging, etc. I don't know if you want to touch on that right now, or... Aye, go for it. Like, this is, like... So, I'll paint out a couple of scenarios. The first one is 
just in a landscape how it is right now. So if I'm going to continue from next week or when you get to Extreme Rules, for instance, let multi-man match or Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns, which, by the way, could be a good match as well. I personally, when it comes to Extreme Rules, I would have Braun come down, either pull the ref out of the ring or clothesline both guys at the exact same time. Ding, 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 no contest. Brock gets on the mic. Braun? Tells, Braun. Yeah, Braun, Braun, sorry, Braun gets on the mic and says to Brock, I'll see you at SummerSlam and holds out his briefcase, implying I'm cashing in at SummerSlam and it's not going to be the sort of the typical heel way to do it. It's I'm letting you know the day and time and that's when I'm cashing in and this is a match. And if you don't that's, turn that's up... That's how I would do it. So they could put something in... So far. They could put something in there that says if you don't turn up, then I'm going to win the title. For, you have to forfeit it. But whose contract holds more power? But that's the thing, though. That's when you can... From a kayfabe point of view, then you would just have other people step in. Mm-hmm. See, I, I think... I... <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be Roman. I really don't. No. If I also de- don't see that scenario happening that I've just said either. Although I think <laughs> it might. Like, that's how I would book it, but I don't think that will happen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it'll be Lashley. And oh. I said this pre-WrestleMania. Oh, sorry, right after WrestleMania. The day after, I remember saying to you, is that it'll be Bobby Lashley that wins the title. And I think that's what they're going to go with at SummerSlam. And it's not ideal, but as, as long as we get that title off Brock, as long as even... I couldn't care less who it is. Ranch threw it out and when he messaged us, it should be Kurt Hawkins. That's the ultimate way to end his streak. <laughs> if, even if it was Kurt Hawkins or if it was James Ellsworth, I couldn't care less. Just I just want the title off Brock now. Mm-hmm. The Braun Strowman one, there are ways to get round it. One thing that has bothered me about Braun Strowman's booking over the last 18 months or so is when it comes to go time, he comes across as naive. So he can he can rip a whole arena to shreds all he wants, but when it comes to the wrestling side of things, uh, the one-in-one match he had with Brock at No Mercy, he was caught because he seemed to forget that Brock Lesnar had the MMA background with the submission stuff. And also when they was fighting with Kane as well in the triple threat at the Royal Rumble, instead of capitalising on that running p- that power slam that he does on Kane, he decided to go for another one instead, which sort of helped Brock get a bit more respite in and then come in and break things up. So I know that's small things, but Braun came across as a bit stupid to me there. Now, maybe, maybe that was a plan just to sort of make him seem a little naive. I'd not probably not, but pro- no, I think it probably was. Maybe naive is a bit too strong a word, but in the grand scheme of things, he's been in the roster three years, coming up probably quite soon, anniversary time. Um, but he didn't really come into his stride until after the first brand split. Yep. About this time, in twenty sixteen. So that's two years where he started to show. That's not a lot of time, so I can understand them being, not being very sort of match smart, ring smarts. But what he has in his favour 
as out with the wrestling ring when the bell goes, he can cause destruction. I mean, he's literally tore scaffolding down on, down on Brock Lesnar. He's beat him up countless times. So with him having that briefcase in tow, that gives a surprise element that he could do that whenever he wants out with a match because that seems to be the common thing recently where the, the cash-ins happen during a match or right after a match. But when was the last time, can you remember, where a cash-in happened as part of a segment? Oh. I mean, RVD cashed in at one night stand. <clears throat> yeah, that was sort of a sort of pre-planned thing. Um, what's his name? Sandow came down and interrupted Cena in the open segment of Raw ones. And kind of... Do you remember they had a real good match as well? Uh-huh. Cena did it to Punk as well, did he not? He lost, though. Aye. Just the, mm-hmm. the cash in in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I th- is there any more other than those three that I can think of off the top of my head now? I don't think so. <clears throat> there aren't many. So to do something like that, I don't know. I mean, they could sort of play into the storyline that Braun comes onto the mic and says Brock's real reason for not turning up is because I could destroy him at any moment so he's hiding, literally hiding behind his contract this time and doesn't want to turn up in case Braun just lets rip and cashes in Yeah, yeah, but I think like first of all, in regards to Braun after the match the first time with Brock, they they were they got lucky because everyone still cared about Braun and he was still so over. Because that right there could have been a real momentum killer. And then again at Royal Rumble, it could have been another momentum killer. I just feel like it doesn't make sense for someone like Braun who's so big and so agile, so powerful, who has literally, outside of one man, has destroyed every single person on the roster mm-hmm. at one point or another. Why he would cash in the sort of typical way we see. I think from a character standpoint, it makes sense for him to call Brock out or whoever has the title at the time he's about to do it and say, this is when I'm cashing in. Imagine it was during next year's Mixed Match Challenge. <laughs> so, so, it was um, in the final, it was Braun and Alexa versus Brock Lesnar and Sable. And it was in the final. And then he cashed in. <laughs> but Sable Schoolboy rolled him up and he lost the Mixed Match Challenge, but he still ended up the Universal Champion. <laughs> Got to keep Brock strong. <laughs> See, it, it, so, my other one is that I think Lashley wins it. Like, there's two... The story's so easy to tell there as well. Like, you know, two former great college wrestlers, two former MMA um, guys two former world champions etc 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 he can match with power he can match his speed match athleticism so I think that's the route they're going to go right 
see before I, I will touch on Lashley in a wee minute but I just want to ask since you were away last week and we did talk about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view but what are your thoughts on Braun Strowman holding that briefcase do you think it's a wee bit too late a bit like I think Rich was saying this is like Dean Ambrose in 2016 again where the momentum's passed and any title win that happens will just feel like a bit of a damp squib Um. Yes and no. Right. Yes, his time was about six months ago. Like it, it had to, it had to have happened at the Royal Rumble for me. If it hadn't, if like that was the last opportunity. Um, to <clears throat> to cash in on that momentum. Mm-hmm. So yes, in that aspect, I agree. Uh, in this aspect I don't agree because he's still over and he's still getting a lot of pops he's still a lot of people still love seeing him on the screen yeah I I I would I would lean to it should have happened at the Royal Rumble Mm -hmm. like like we said at the time of the Rumble um if not before it I don't know Maybe that might have been ever so slightly too soon. But I remember at the Royal Rumble time we were both adamant that we felt that Braun should be getting the title. Um, and that, for me, looking back on it, that probably was, outside of that match at No Mercy, that was it. This Braun was extremely over and extremely hot going into the Royal Rumble as well. So, my thoughts on him now holding the title, sorry, Money in the Bank, um, I honestly didn't think he was going to win it. As soon as Alexa Bliss won the women's, I was because I thought they would give. I thought they would go one and one. I thought they would give one uh, briefcase to each brand. Well, it was two Smackdowns last year that won it. I know that's true. That's true. So they're even. That is them even again. So maybe next year we'll see one from Raw and one from Smackdown. Maybe. I, but at the same time, I also just felt that, like I've said before, the best storyline and probably of all of professional wrestling you can tell was uh, no longer can you do it. Was Daniel was sorry, Miz cashing in on Daniel Bryan the very night. Daniel Bryan wins the title. Daniel Bryan goes on to win Royal Rumble, and then they have the rematch at WrestleMania, where mm-hmm. Miz sort of gets his comeuppance. I, that's the that I thought they were going to go down that route. Maybe that was too obvious to do, but sometimes. Sometimes the thing that's staring you in the face, like sometimes that is the best option. Yep, I agree. Um, they can still do it though, you know. They can still maybe have like a, I don't know, like a triple threat or a fatal four way or whatever that Daniel Bryan and Miz are both involved in. And Daniel Bryan's about to win, but Miz comes in and attacks him out the last second and steals it, steals a win. Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble and then they have the, the match at WrestleMania. It just doesn't have the same sort of snake-like feeling that you would get from Miz if he cashed in on Daniel Bryan the moment he wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a bit surprised because I thought they were going to go down the Miz route. Um, I guess I guess you can just take solace in the fact that more often than not, the cash out when you cash in, you win it. 
uh, that Braun is going to finally hold the title and we'll get to see how he handles it, I suppose. Well, here's a, a curveball for you. I can't really see this happening, but he's one of the sort of main guys on Raw at the moment, although he's in a sort of almost comic feud with Braun Strowman. Kevin Owens is getting a lot of TV time, so he's still thought of well by creative, even if it is not in serious roles. He's got this thing going on with Braun Strowman. Do you think there's a possibility at all that the briefcase is up for grabs between those two at some point in the near future and Kevin Owens manages to win and inserts himself into the possibility of winning the title? This is just coming from a Kevin Owens mark, to be honest with you. I'm not sure of the credibility of it. I mean, you could do it. Um... How much damage would that then do to Braun? Oh, see, that's the thing. You, I suppose it could be a bad idea because look at the amount of failures that Roman Reigns has had to deal with to the point where he's just under the microscope for everything he does now. Um, you don't want that to happen happen to Braun, where all this such such goodwill that he's had basically since, for me, the Survivor Series 2016 match all of it for it to dwindle away because he keeps failing when it comes to crunch time and maybe that's a story that they're trying to tell us that Braun is a bit of a monster but when it comes to like the last minute of a quarter of the last like the last few moments Aye. of of a big big match that he, emotion or like nerves etc I get the best of them um, I, I, like, I like the idea of Kevin Owens getting a money in the bank briefcase and then ultimately cashing in hopefully and getting the title again because like you say him and Finn both never got the rematches um, I said I just worry what kind of damage that would do to Braun and where you would then go from that point I'm just thinking because this is up for debate well I don't even know if it is up for debate Kevin Owens has had the most interesting universal title reign do you agree or disagree yeah I mean I don't think that is up for debate at all aye because it was mostly laden with comedy with Jericho but it was still the better parts of Raw at the time like and I think and I know it, like we all like to shit on Braun Brock like I, I, I've, I've, I've said to you that a lot of his matches and everyone will agree they're just they're quite repetitive you just kind of know what's going to happen it's like that all it's like organised chaos yes but if you just if you just take each match on its own like for the most part I think everyone will say well I kind of enjoyed that match so I don't want to shit completely on his reign, even though his reign hasn't been great. But like, he's had a few good matches in that reign. But the problem is, he's just never there. Uh-huh. Like I enjoyed the Joe match. I thought when Joe attacked him right before the bell, I thought, oh, this is excellent. Yeah, and as far as I'm aware, that still counts. I know the bell hadn't rung at the time, but that still yep. counts. That whole segment was part of the match. So I think I just and felt then- deflated because of the way it ended. 
Yeah, and then you had the Fatal Four with SummerSlam, which was good. That was excellent. You had, yep, you had the AJ match, which was pretty damn good as well. The Triple Threat Royal Rumble was was decent enough. I I didn't mind that one actually. Yeah, so like I said, the the matches when you break them down, you'll be like, do you know what they're actually? No, they're not Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, or anything like that. But they're they're still decent, solid matches, and like. You were kind of, especially in that SummerSlam one, you were on the edge of your seat throughout it because it was absolute carnage. Uh, who caused that carnage? In a, in a, yeah, in a positive, yeah, exactly, Braun. In a positive sense, that was. I think you just, I think you just need to give Braun the title now. Not, not. I'm not saying right this very second, but I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to win the briefcase to then ultimately lose it because then to me it's just like I'm kind of close to being done. Uh-huh. Caring about Bronn then. I think for Brock Lesnar's arc since you could say Survivor Series twenty sixteen again, he was rocked by what happened when Goldberg basically battered him at the um, Survivor Series and he not, his confidence was knocked because of that. And he won the title of versus Goldberg at WrestleMania last year. But over the course of those matches his Maybe his self-confidence was starting to um, slag it, lag a wee bit because with Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, AJ Styles, it was it was getting more offense was coming in slowly but surely, and then that just sort of reversed itself again, leading up to Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania, where it just seemed like that bloodbath. It just came across as a monster, but not in a good sense. Maybe that's just with the kayfabe hat off, but even with the kayfabe hat on, you're sitting there thinking, "What is this?" So it's a a curve of his character lacking and then he comes into his own again. But I just am fed up seeing it. And I think the sort of loyalty and goodwill that the fans have for the wrestling at the moment is wavering. And Vince might be stubborn. We've seen that again because Dean Am- um, sorry, not Dean Ambrose, Daniel Bryan is paired up in some respects with another giant again. But I, I like that. I like that. I like that. I've got to admit, I like that. Oh, Ricky! Like before we continue, I'll explain my stance. Like it, the Bludgeon Brothers, right? For instance, have run out of credible opponents at the moment. No, they've not. Though that's the thing. Well, they've they've, they've only got one left, and it's a bar. Sanity. Are they credible enough to the to this audience? So, well, we wouldn't know because we waited nearly two months for them to make their debut after being called up. Exactly. So, I'm just talking about like you know them, I know them, we know exactly how good, for instance, Eric Young is. But your general, like, casual fan won't really know. So you need to build them up. For instance, I like it. Just I think okay, fine. Is it of nostalgia? I suppose so. But at the same time. It's something different as well for Daniel Bryan. Um, like I said, for me, I'm in no real rush to to throw Daniel Bryan into that title picture at the moment because I know it's eventually going to happen. Neither am I, but come on. I mean, this like for me, this is fine as a as sort of like a filler. I would rather I would rather see this than say, for instance, I would rather see. Yes, I would love to see Daniel Bryan and Joe, for instance, or Daniel Bryan Nakamura. But at the same time, I would also like to see that on a bigger stage as opposed to Extreme Rules. 
The bigger stage is not that far away. You're looking at a very real possibility now of Daniel, Team Hell No defeating the Bludgeon Brothers for the tag titles. See, I don't think they will. Well, what's, the, what, what's the point Bryan in this then? It, again, it's just to it's just to to keep Daniel Bryan busy, but I think more so to to give another opponent that the Bludgeon Brothers have went through to continue to sort of enhance their. Uh, reputation, and then I think we're going to get Daniel Bryan versus Joe or Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the title at SummerSlam. They've not got many. No, we're not. Sorry, no, we're not. We're not. We're not because AJ's losing that title. Extreme Rules. Okay, mate. Two two solidly wrong opinions in one in one minute there. I mean, the Rusev one is definitely not wrong. Yeah, I with his pay-per-view win-loss ratio, he's definitely winning that match. It's fine. Roman's pay-per-view win-loss record is kind of shite as well. We were convinced he was going to win the title. But he didn't. Exactly, and we were all convinced Rusev isn't, so he's going to. So, you know, a bit of reverse psychology. Maybe Rusev will be the one that takes the title from Brock. That would be excellent. Um, like, sorry, so we went off on a little bit of a tangent there. You were saying um, fans are starting to potentially lose interest. Uh huh. And the next sort of possibility I was thinking was with people, many people thinking that, especially in the sort of men's scene, Seth Rollins is the only saving grace on Raw at the moment. How would you, how would you feel if Seth Rollins was the one to take the? the title from Brock could it be done in time is the story right is the man is it the right man Um. yeah from like a pure wrestling aspect yes but hear me out another dodgy opinion coming up no because look I, I I get the whole we want Seth Rollins because like I say as you know I can't speak highly enough of Seth Rollins I think he's Unbelievable, right on par with like some AJ Styles and Almas is the very best in that company. I feel he's got two ready-made feuds for him when Ambrose and Jason Jordan come back, so he doesn't necessarily quote unquote need the title. If you know what I mean, not yet anyway. What? I think someone else could like I, I know I know who's going to if I know whoever ultimately beats Brock is going to get such a huge rub. He's the one that finally beat the beast, and I know I, could, I I would love it for it to be someone like Seth, but the only reason I don't think it is because I think he's also he's got those two feuds waiting when those two guys return. If well, when they return, whenever that could be. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why I think they won't go with him, because whoever returns first, I would Jason Jordan makes sense to have a feud with him straight away, and then. Depending on what you want to do with the Dean Ambrose one, do you want to do it straight away? Do you want to sort of prolong that to WrestleMania? But that that's two real good feuds for everyone to get excited about waiting on Seth. And that's the only reason why I don't think they would give him the title. Do you think Seth comes... I think Seth would be a good shout for a Royal Rumble win. I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan. What if it's those two left? And they both go over the ropes at the same time. Vince comes down, blows his quads. 
That sounds familiar. Has that happened before? Uh, maybe. <laughs> and then just proceed to sit in a ring and flail them out like a baby. <laughs> um, no, like, I would love it to be safe. <clears throat> I really would. I think I think the vast majority of us would. would. I think it's going to be Lashley. Although, I also wouldn't be surprised if it went Lashley versus Roman versus Brock for the title. Another wee triple, another wee multi-man. Mm-hmm. And they do them the best, but I know, and I hope they don't, because I kind of I could see them sort of bitching out and having Roman pin Lashley or Lashley pin Roman. So technically, Brock, you know, they could go over that stupid nonsense. Oh well, Brock wasn't pinned, so you know he didn't lose or whatever. Yeah, make him look strong. Yeah, and I don't see why you would, because especially if he's going to leave and go to the UFC, why would you? Why wouldn't you give someone that rub? Because from a kayfabe sense, a kayfabe point of view. That's a huge, huge thing to have. See, with Lashley, I have such an apathy towards him that I've, I just can't even bring myself to think of fantasy booking or to think it would be a good match or to just get behind Lashley as a champion. I couldn't either, but I think, like he says, I think he's always been good in the ring. I've never really been a fan of his character. I've found him quite boring. I've always, I think in the ring he's good but I think we're all just now at this point where we are just like do we really give a fuck who wins the title now Just we just want someone to have it full time mm-hmm. like I don't think you're going to get many people really it's going to be very they're going to nitpick like I think if a lot of people out there if you put the title on Roman I think the vast majority of people are going to be like do you know what at least it's on a fucking full time we're not happy it's on Roman but at least it's on a full-time guy. See, what I think's going on is, there's making out that the story is Brock thinks that nobody's worthy to challenge him for the title, and the way that he's been booked for the last year or so, you would have every right to think that, because the way he's just mowed through everyone. But I think it's Vince that thinks that. Keeps harking, keeps making me think of the, the Brass Ring comment that he made with Stone Cold Podcast on the network. Um, that nobody's grabbing the Brass Ring, but... So again, the blame lies squarely at Vince's feet. Heyman, Heyman also <clears throat> tweeted out last week or two days ago, whenever it was. He also like sort of um, hypes that up as well. Um, what the brass which ring? Which is why, yeah, no, not the brass ring. Like, but no one's worthy of it. Like, who the hell's left? He's laid waste to everyone, and that's why I think it's going to be Lashley because. Like I said, physically they match up, achievement wise they match up, and we haven't saw this match up. Mm-hmm. So there's just first sell, there's a, you've got a couple of selling points right there. Not entirely enamoured with that match up, but like we said, if it gets the title off Brock, then it gets the title off Brock. I mean, I would. Yeah, I think it would... Out, out, I'll put it like this. Out of the two, if it was going to be Lashley or Roman, I would rather put the title on Roman. You would say that. But I, I would agree. Ro- I think Roman's better in the ring, I don't know. I just... I would agree because I just can't get behind Lashley. I know there's this debate about Roman, but at the end of the day, just get the title off him. I think... I know that it's starting to sound like a broken record, but this will right so many wrongs that are going on on Raw at the moment because Smackdown team hell no thing aside 
things are going quite well for them in the last since rest the superstar shakeup. They've had a, a bad month. They had a bad year last year, like the wrestling calendar year, if you know what I mean. Um, but you've got a clear picture of who's in the main event scene. You've got a clear picture of the contenders, even including people from the New Day and stuff like that now. You've got a clear set of who is involved in the US title scene. The tag scene, this Daniel Bryan thing in the tag team divisions throwing a spanner in the works, but there's a clear set and defined structure. There might be some wrestlers that sort of meander up and down the card, so to speak, but you know what's going on, and that's just not happening in Raw. You've got some random stuff coming on in the main event. Um, even with SmackDown having a... This is going back to Vince's lack of trust in the superstars on Raw... The last two pay-per-views, well, three—is that right? Three, I suppose. The Money in the Bank and the Greatest Royal Rumble don't count, but all the pay-per-views since when was it? Mania. This, the world title hasn't had a main event on the pay-per-view when it's the only one that is a world title there. Yeah, I mean, they kind of. <clears throat> when you see it, when you see it like that, you sometimes can't help but think that Vince still views it as a B show, and whatever sort of happens there doesn't really matter. But did you see next the, year that that will change? Did you? Uh, did you see the tweet that was sent out by WWE? What one? Um, Fox Sports on October the fourth, I think. Don't quote me on that. I think some date subject to change. <laughs> Um, but the it was saying that it will be the home of the flagship show Smackdown ah uh, that's right yeah I saw that <clears throat> I saw that do you think that was just a mistake or they're going to really push Smackdown in the future I think they're going to push Smackdown I think next year you might see a lot of these I think you're, you're going to get potentially Roman Seth or Seth and Dean coming over to Smackdown you're, I think you're certainly going to get one of them um, if that's maybe the case, even get somebody like a Braun over there as well. If that's the case, then they must have a Seth Dean program before one of them goes over. Yep, and I think they will. Let's see. It's just a case of when they want to do that. Do they want to? Uh, oh, I think Dean say Ambrose probably isn't back until summer sometime. I don't think. Can you prolong it to WrestleMania? That's the only thing. Uh, do you need to first of all? Oh well, uh, well. Do we need to prolong? Keep going with Brock's title reign. No, no. Do we like? Can we somehow hold off doing Ambrose and Seth until WrestleMania if they decide to go down that way? Oh yeah, or I think we could. I think that's worthy of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would hold off on that. Yep. So maybe... I mean, you could. You might actually get. I think might could. You never know. Could get a shield triple threat. Title next WrestleMania as well. That is possible, actually. That's still on the table. Yep. But <sighs> all this is irrelevant. It doesn't matter until we get the title <laughs> off Brock, and that's what it all just sort of comes back to. That we need to get the title off Brock. Realistically, this podcast could have been over in a couple of minutes. We I mean, we could have just said that from the start, like, folks, get a tight off, rock, we're not, that's it, podcast over. 
Need some content oh. for the network, though, pal. <laughs> I think um, ah, we've got what six weeks or so until no, it's longer than that, don't we? Ah, it's a couple of so months. Eight weeks? Is it eight? No, to SummerSlam is it eight weeks or something to SummerSlam? Ah, a couple of months, eight weeks. So not long, not too long. I think you'll lose it at SummerSlam. We just kind of need to wait and see who it's going to be against. But what? I think it comes down to Roman. I say it comes down to Roman or Lashley, and I would put it on Roman, Aye. regardless of regardless of what kind of quote unquote fan backlash you might get at the event. See, that's the thing. They were going to have fan backlash at WrestleMania anyway. They should have just done it then. That's it. Unless the plan was never to do it, then. I know. You know. We don't know what the real plan was. We never, we never, we'll never know. We'll never know, no matter what anyone thinks they know or what they say or whatever propaganda they put out. But because the plan. Going into the greatest Royal Rumble was for him to keep going then. Yep. Uh, you know, subject to change. <laughs> Hashtag subject to change. Yep. But no, let's say, um, if it came down to, if a boy was down to pick between those two, I'd pick Roman because I think Roman's better on the ring. And I'm, I, 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 I'm not emotionally invested in Roman, but I'm more invested in Roman than I am in Lashley because I'm not, I'm not even remotely invested. <laughs> and Bobby Lashley, I actually like I like Roman. You know mm-hmm. that. So oh, I do, I do. Um, one person we haven't mentioned, who's kind of been a wee bit quiet on Raw recently, not too quiet, but Finn Balor. What do you think about Finn Balor's chances, any at all? And what doing anything in with his wrestling career, or do you mean going for the <laughs> Universal Title? That was uh, harsh. Well. When I say wrestling career, I mean what he's doing in WWE. The problem is that there's limited spots where we want to put all these people. We want everyone, X wrestler, X, Y, and Z, in the main event. Which, if X, Y, and Z are in the main event, ABC are going to miss out. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, just because you're not in the universal title picture, then that doesn't mean that you should be an afterthought. Like, there's still more, there's plenty of talent there where you can get <coughs> have him in a in a real meaningful feud. I think we're going to see him and Kevin Owens at some point, no soon. Aye, see, just to go off with your formula, now I might be doing some Scott Steiner math here, right? So you're talking about if X, Y, and Z are in the main event scene, then that means A, B, and C need to wait. Well, Z, and I use that um, the letter Z carefully because of the snoring with this rain but if Zed has brought Lesnar and Zed's been in the title picture for so long it's only X and Y that are in the title scene so that means A, B, C and D are just languishing again Scott Steiner math there but he's not, we're not even but, talking about numbers <laughs> but let's see like Lesnar X and Y Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns fighting to get to number one contender but then below that you could have Finn versus Seth or Finn versus who Dolph or Finn versus KO or Finn versus Drew who are trying to get into the title scene and a a win so say if Finn has a feud with someone like KO and wins a feud and wins a match that holds enough weight for him to say well look I've just come off the back of this great win this great feud I should be pushed into the main event scene I should at least have a number one contenders match Mm mhm that's the way you, you kind of need to do it in that sense like 
whoever's in the main event, like whether it's a number one contender or just ignoring Brock, let's just say you had a full time champ, say the full time champ was Roman, but if someone like Lasso was challenging him, but then directly behind him, you've then got to have a feud that is ongoing and ultimately looking at the winner of that feud to move into the main event, and then you just sort of keep going round in a cycle. See, that cycle's healthy for the product. It's just that there's a spoke in the wheel that's bent, and it means the cycle's taking longer to go round. Mm-hmm. And that bent spoke is Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think Finn Balor... I mean, they obviously had enough faith in him to crown him on his very first pay-per-view on the main roster. Injury, yep. injury stopped all that, so we will never know now what could have been. But, I mean... We all saw how over he got on NXT, how he was a big attraction, how he was a, a merchandise machine with those, uh, the dreadlock, the head mask things, and uh, what are those wee bandana, f- face bandanas called? Balaclavas. No, you know what I mean, you're the fashionista of the, the pair. The thing that you just put... It's like people in the baddies in the westerns wear them, where they've got the, <laughs> the wee cloth over the bottom half of their face. Oh, right, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. I can't remember the name of it now. We'll call them Balor Clavers. Fuck's sake. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember the shield used to come down and like those masks that are covering their faces as well? Aye, that's right. They were fucking excellent. I know. So with Finn Balor, he's got that he's got that right where even though he's had to go through so many ways to sort of qualify for a title shot, he's still owed a title shot one and one. Would you agree? As, yeah, he's been owed it for like two years now. Um, as has Kevin Owens because apparently Stephanie McMahon said I'm owed a rematch whenever I want it, and. I see this is when you get into the nitty gritty of creative he's been saying whenever I want my rematch I can get it but he's he's had to jump through hoops to get title shots through Money in the Banks and um, Royal Rumbles and stuff like that Mm -hmm. no he wasn't in the Royal Rumble I suppose and then they had the stuff on Smackdown (sighs) creative continuity no such thing exists Surely these uh, road dogs and the likes read social media. Try, well, he's on social media all the time. Aye, fighting with folk. The thing is, though, like we think we all know what's best as well, though. That's just we can't we can't have everyone getting pushed or quote unquote getting a push. We're not asking for everyone to get pushed, though. But when you look at when you when you take everyone's opinion into it. Like, if you ask, you've probably got your two or three favourites you would like to see, and I've got mine, and they're, going to be, they're all going to be different. Mm-hmm. But if they are part of the revolving door, then that's fine. But it's just, again, like we've said, just get that title off him so we can get this back to a sort of even structured hierarchy like we've got on SmackDown. That's what it all just comes down to. Mm hmm. <laughs> Is it really it? does and I don't know if it like I say it's to go back to what we were talking about I don't know if it's necessarily turning people off or if it's losing more 
it is turning people off. It is. It's, of course it's it is. Not, not a lot of people. Not I don't like it, but I don't know if it's if it's causing them to lose so many customers. <laughs> because uh, because like stock wise and, and value of the company now it's, it's at like all time highs and I know when you look at the other when people are going to turn around and say yeah but if you've done this this and that then the value of, you know, of the stock the company could be even higher and I understand that but well, I, I, I don't know I think it is having a detriment on the product and that um, fan atmosphere has become quite toxic of late and that's because of that. I know um, they've signed like mega billion buck deals. They're on. They're in the sort of good news when you've got the likes of Ronda Rousey debuting and stuff like that. So commercially and sort of financially, they're doing very well. But what we see, we don't see those um, bank sheets. We don't see. Well, I don't see the sort of newsreels and stuff. What we see is people hijacking matches with Roman Reigns in them. But they're going to hijack Roman Reigns matches no matter what. Whether Seth could be the champ, for instance, if Roman was in a match, they're still going to do it because they just don't like Roman. Uh, but these same these same people won't buy Vince. I don't think. I think if Roman Reigns had the title, then there still would have been fan reactions, but they wouldn't have been moaning because he would have been in more um, blockbuster matches. More interesting rivalries with the likes of Seth. No, you don't agree. You're shaking your head at me here. I don't agree. So, do you think that the fans would have shot all over Roman Reigns yep. versus right, right, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins? They would have shot all over that. Not to the extent that what not what they've done with Roman versus Gender. <clears throat> I think they would have. Mm, let me word this properly. I think they would have directed it just at Roman and that's it. Uh huh. Right. Like I don't understand I don't understand why people had such such hatred towards Roman versus Jinder. Like it's let's be like look at it, it's a nothing match. It was a, it was in a nothing spot. It was it was it didn't the one of the few gained absolutely fucking nothing. You're just backing was, you're backing up the reasons for them shitting all over the match. By what? By being by saying it's a nothing match. Aye, those people have paid money for a nothing match, which means nothing. Well, I, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like really, like like Roman winning and winning that match against Gender, in me, doesn't really mean much. It was meant more if Gender win it. Aye, right. So, but 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 when you bring a beach ball to an event. Like you've already made your mind up about what you're going to do. You've Aye. made your mind up about that match. Uh huh. I, I like. Like I get the whole. You're a fan. You pay. You get to do what you want. But there's a there's a there's a line between just being an absolute prick and just being respectful and just like banter and just going out banter and just being disrespectful. There's a fine line between the two of them. That's there true. isn't. If you're if you're intentionally bringing a beach ball, then your intentions are clear even before that match starts, and that's fine. People say, "Oh well, we're going to shit on this match because we don't like it." Then that's fine. What about the person sitting next to you who might like it? What about the kids that are absolutely adoring Roman? Like, 
too many people think that their opinion and their opinion only matters, but they're forgetting about 80% of the fan base that actually do kind of like Roman, just because they're not old enough to start screaming and shouting like the rest of us are on social media like the rest of us. Their uh, opinion isn't worth shit. I mean, I wonder... I've, uh, this even happened at the UK tapings as well recently. And at TakeOver... There are fans that are shitting on matches, not to the extent, not to the extent, because they're facing off against people like Undisputed Era, who are massively over, and that can't be helped. They're just very good at what they're doing right now. But these people that say I paid good money to go to this event, I can behave and react however I want. Do they feel the same when their favourites are shot on when they're watching at home the next week? Exactly. So if they're if they're unhappy with the crowd reaction when they're watching on TV the next week, then what right have they got to do that? I think the best thing they should have that they did do, and again this isn't healthy, but if they left, or like see when the Samoa Joe match with Roman Reigns, if they just left, leave all you want, man. Do leave all you want. Vince has got your money. That's like, me. end, like, really? Like, Vince has got your money. Do, like, leave if you want. He's not going to bat an eyelid. He's got your money in his back pocket. Folks, the premise of any business is to make money. So you buying tickets to turn up and then leave makes no sense to me because you've just given your money to Vince. Vince will, Vince will run to the bank with that shit. <laughs> Listen to you, you big Vince defender. I'm not defending Vince. I'm just. I think. I think a lot of people are fucking idiots. <laughs> See, like, honestly, I don't get it. How can you boo Roman? Boo Roman because he's oh, he's over pushed and we don't like him. But we'll cheer Vince when he appears on TV. Ah, uh, when it's him, that's the problem. Oh, uh, it's a character we're cheering. Or right, it's okay if he now exists, does it? Ah, uh, you can't. You can't have it both ways. Can't boo both then. Or, I can't. I so in a sort of slight segue, do you think, is there any signs, well there probably aren't any signs maybe with this XFL thing coming up, but do you think it's possible that Vince will sort of take a back seat with creative and not have such a dominating hand on what goes on on the likes of Raw, so we get more palatable title reigns and stuff like that? Because I think the first, first question needs to be is... Is the XFL actually even going to start? Alright, what's the latest with that? No, I don't think there's, there's no latest. I'm just, you know, I think that's still a credible question. Uh-huh. I don't, whatever he proposed just didn't make much sense. Um, so let's just say it does start. Like, you would imagine that he has to. You can't, you cannot run two organisations that big yourself. Like, you just, you just can't. And, and and the worrying thing is, say if he does, then the WWE could suffer from it because the booking could get worse or the decision making could get worse or it could become more lazy. I would argue that with the likes of XFL, um, organising deals with people in Saudi Arabia, working with commercial outlets with people like Ronda Rousey, all that stuff... I think creative is one of the last things in Vince's mind, apart from when it comes to the 
pay-per-views because he's there in the Raws, so he's there, he's backstage. But I think for the rest of the week, he's nowhere to be seen. Or, and prevert, like metaphorically, nowhere to be seen. Because he's too busy with other stuff. And that's why you get all these changes that don't make sense because it appears that um, it's last minute. Because the likes of Bruce Pritchard, they say things change at the last minute. It depends on what Vince has had to eat that day. So do you think maybe that he's just not caring and people like Triple H have got more? Because I know we're not going to talk about it this week, but I would like to talk about it in the future. The NXT UK stuff that's been happening. Um, that was... In terms of WWE anyway, I've not been that satisfied from two nights of wrestling in a long, long time. And I wouldn't even say that's bias. I just thoroughly enjoyed what I was watching. Triple H has got his finger on the pulse. There were even seeds sown for future storylines and characters for some of the wrestlers that I took note of. There's already this back and forth between the NXT, we'll call it NXT OG just for the sake of the conversation, and the NXT UK where you have sort of... Um, transfer matches, the tag team title matches, the six man tag the first night as well so it's like get Triple H, just going to get someone to get Triple H booking the main roster properly because I think, although there's a lot of bad things being said about Triple H's past he seems to have a better finger on the pulse at the moment and I think it would benefit the main roster significantly so I think the only thing I would say is I would tell you to just kind of approach it with some caution. There's a difference between writing one hour a week TV to potentially writing three or five. Or sorry, it'll be six then because you'll need to write NXT. Or seven, sorry, because it'll be 205 on top of that. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing it's easy enough to cover to give enough content for a one hour show because like I say people don't need to appear every single week and that's kind of the beauty of NXT I think um, you know like I've, I've said it before less is more yeah but there was talk of they brought in Jeremy Bonash is he not doing some sort of handing over the torch passing of the torch for Bonash to do is that would you not agree with that well what was he brought in I, for I, I don't know if I think he was just brought in to sort of help and be another sort of guy there to bounce ideas or whatever. I I don't know if Triple H will ever let go of NXT. It just like you said, it's his baby. Um, I don't think he'll let go until he gets full and utter control of Raw. Then I think he might be forced to let it go. Uh huh. So I don't. He won't. I don't think he gives up NXT for a while. And unless he gets, like I said, until he gets full control of yeah. Raw. He'll want to make sure... I mean, NXT continues... NXT OG is having quite a boom period in terms of popularity, booking the right champions and stuff at the moment. Um, but, but the problem is what you face, right? When you're NXT, you don't really need to answer to anyone. What do you mean? Like, he, like it's on a network. It's your own stuff. But when you're on Raw, you've got like board of members to report to com- TV companies as well. But they're all going to have their say in what they want, and it's just, the audience is so much more different. 
so much more different. So that's like I say is I would I would seriously I would just say approach it with a little bit of caution. Like I'm all on board. I would love him to get control of Raw right now because you would imagine he would do a better job. But like I say there's a big difference between doing one over a week to, to go to three. I've heard on other podcasts that they would like to see a return to the format of bulk taping for the main roster. Um, they especially did this in New Generation, say the sort of mid-90s time, where they would have one live episode and then do a tape, tape an episode. I know you can't do that with three-hour rows anymore, but what if they follow the same way that they've done this NXT thing where they'll have a couple of tapings over a couple of nights... Um, and then in a week or so they show that so that that helps you have sort of story continuity over at least at least two weeks so you've got your plans in place or do you think there's just so much content these days that that's just untenable to do such a thing I think it is like I think from outside I think we could be underestimating just how big a job it is to run raw for three straight hours a week and then on top of that, he's got two or five. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I think that's probably asking too much of him. But you would, you would assume that he would do a hell of a lot better job than what we're seeing right now. But I think at the same time, we kind of need to accept some of the things that happen on Raw, like on the main roster, because of at the end of the day, it's a, it's not a wrestling company. It's a sports entertainment company in Vince's eyes. So that's why you get some of these special attractions or just some of the stuff that you might see. And not whether we agree with it or not, but... I wouldn't say Raw is terrible, terrible. But the things that matter aren't working. So as a, as a knock-on, it makes it seem as if everything's terrible. Like, for me, I have enough things on Raw to keep me entertained. To keep me keep to keep me going every week, but in the same sentence, in the same breath, like like that saying that like you know if it's um what is it how does it go again that if it ain't broke if it's not broke don't try to fix it. Then there's aspects of it that isn't broke, but there's also aspects of it that could be much better. Like that isn't. That might, they, they kind of have the attitude that's like, like oh that's alright that's good enough well mm-hmm. good enough isn't good enough and if, if you think good enough is good enough then I'm sorry then you've got to fix it like to me that suggests that it's not that like that it is broke if you think something's just good enough and how do you fix it? by putting a title on Roman <laughs> <laughs> well I was going to say get the title off Brock but if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do just get the title off Brock Did, there was a it, it's just it's just so it's just kind of deflating that you just like knowing that you turn it on and it's not there and and then you need to listen to this nonsense that he's some sort sort of special attraction and the Vince tries to the WWE or them and Brock and payment and stuff try to convince you that he has some sort of special attraction it's like you're your attraction, your it no longer exists for the vast majority of us. Mm-hmm. He's not, in my eyes, a special attraction anymore. No, 
And I remember we'd asked the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. Um, Is it Dylan James done Dylan some James, awesome yeah. research? Uh-huh. Uh, an awesome fellow he is. He was saying, yep. found out that basically the ratings... Now, I personally don't pay much attention to it, but the experts pay attention to the ratings and see it as a big deal, these uh, Nielsen box things. And when it came to his appearances on TV, didn't really nudge the needle that much. And I guess nowadays it's not a real true reflection. Again, I'm, like I don't want to keep as if I'm as if I'm uh, defending Brock, but sometimes ratings nowadays mean absolutely nothing because let's be honest about it. Not many like I would. A lot of people, like you say, can just go to YouTube and watch the clips and understand what happened on Raw. So I think you need to factor those in as well with the the content they put on YouTube and how many views certain people uh, are actually getting. I don't, and far enough, it's no surprise that Roman's like near the top of that list. I don't. I get, don't know where Brock is on that though. Uh, I don't get how ratings matter because you've got an international audience and they don't play a factor in these Nielsen ratings. So, I think ratings probably more, matter more so to the US companies. Because, because the, if you're getting the two, three, four, five million, exactly, you can then say, "Well, we're getting we're average five million or whatever viewers in this first hour." So, in order for you guys to advertise in this first hour, it's going to cost you X amount. You know, so it'll work for the companies. Just, so that's the only people I see that I think that truly benefit or that really care what the ratings are like. Because, uh-huh. like I say, in this day and age, we we get there's all different ways to get access to it, and we all watch it differently. Now, sometimes you don't need to watch it, you can just read a report to find out what's happened. And that doesn't count towards anything. And they've got highlights on the network. Exactly. So, that's, it. that's just purely down to the, for the TV companies in order for them to bump up or put down their advertisement prices. Aye. So, I know what you mean. And for me, he's not much of a special attraction anymore. That's Jason Jordan, obviously. <laughs> um, it's Roman Reigns Roman Reigns versus Jason Jordan Wrestlemania 40 <laughs> um, so although he's, for us he's not a major attraction anymore he is the major attraction of tonight's quiz yep we're just about to contradict everything we've done we've bashed him all, all, all episode but we've created a quiz about him yeah we're going to celebrate Brock Lesnar yay yay fuck Brock <laughs> It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, so as you know, there we've got a Brock Lesnar themed quiz, which is brought to you this evening by fashionista Ricky or Rico. Yep. Rico, will we call you Rico because he was a fashionista? Can you just call me Ricky? Rico and Chas, the Rico and Chas wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Question number one. There are eight questions. What was the specific age? What sorry? What specific age was Brock when he first won his world title? When he won his first world title. Um, so I've got three choices for you. I think I know the answer. All right. Okay. Twenty-four. Oh well, right, so you've got two choices for me then? <laughs> no, I've got three. So it's 25 years, 
25 years old in 43 days. Oh, for God's sake. Right, okay. 25 years old and 44 days. Okay? And finally, 25 years and 45 days old. So, 40, so all 25 years of age, or was he when he was either 43 days old, 44, or 45? 43 days old. And that is. Drum roll, please. That is incorrect. You're one, you're one day off. Oh, what a deflated balloon moment that was. <laughs> right, yo. Name every single title he has won in a WWE. Now, if it's a a world title, it's fine. I'll class that as all the world titles he's won. So it's you know, has he won the world title, tag title, and according to blah blah blah. So name every single title he's won in a WWE. Oh, right. So oh, dub- just so simply put, what titles has he won in a WWE? Right, Universal. No, I mean, yeah, that counts as all his. World title then. Right. I, don't, I don't want you to break down each world title. I think that's it then. Correct. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's only ever wins world titles. <clears throat> In which year did he win the King of the Ring? 03. No, oh, that's. Oh, I knew that was wrong because the second <laughs> I said it, I knew it was wrong. Right. Who did he beat in the semi final of the King of the Ring? Semi final? Mm-hmm. Oh. Right, it was RVD in the final. Well, that was my next question, so well done, you've got that right. Oh, shit. So it's 2002, I'm going to hazard a guess because he. To... Yes, give me a wee clue. He is unfortunately no longer with us. Test? Yes. Was it actually test? <laughs> it was test. It was test. <laughs> and like he says, who did they beat in the final? You got that right, RVD. <sighs> Name all of the opponents he beat to win his world titles. Oh, God, right. The Rock. Well, let me see. I'll just, I'll quickly add another question in here. Okay. How many world titles has he won? One, two, three, four. Do you want to name the opponents or do you want to know if the answer's correct or not first? The Rock, uh-huh. Kurt, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant to say five. No, five, four. Eight, <laughs> <laughs> The Rock, Kurt Angle. John Cena and Billy Goldberg. Is that your final answer? Yes. Wrong. Well, it's kind of right, but it's wrong. He beat Cut twice. Did he? Right, okay. Yep. So he's had five title reigns. And you got the, you got all four right, but Cut twice. Rock, Cena and Goldberg. Okay. His first two TV matches were against who? I think first bo- ever two TV matches. I think that were they both against the Dudleys? No, sorry, the Hardys. In which order? Um, I think. All oh, right, it was Judgment Day. That was the handicap match, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to say Matt first and then Jeff second. There's the other way around. Was it? Jeff first and then Matt. I can't remember what the pay per view was now. We beat Jeff, but he beat Matt the following night on Raw. Right? Probably Backlash. In fact, it might have been. Who was his partner at Judgment Day 2002 when he took on the Hardys? Paul E. Dangerously himself. Yes, correct. I thought you weren't going to get that because you say it was a handicap match a minute ago. Ah, well, it kind of was a handicap match, wasn't it? I know. And that is all the questions. How many did I get right? Well, no, you got that wrong, actually, so I can't give you... You kind of did. You got five out of eight. That's not too bad, is it? Uh, you got the age one wrong, and then just by default you got the the Kurt Angle one wrong, all his opponents, you had to name. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not bad going. No, it was good effort. Anything you would like to plug or shout out before we finish for this evening? <clears throat> no, um, I'm sure you'll cover all the shout-outs. I don't have anyone else to shout-out, I don't think. Um <laughs> Shout out to Kyle Moore's for standing in for me last week, though. Yeah, need but to get him I, on. I don't, I don't agree with his comment about my jorts, but anyway. Uh, well, I agree with him. <laughs> I pulled them off. I look great. Ah, you pulled them off and put on something more sensible. Is that what you no, mean? No, I kept, no, I kept them on. I, I actually wore them today, today to work. By the way, just so you know. Oh my god, you went into a workplace with those things on? Where do you work? A surf sack? Absolutely. I was also wearing a, a flowery t shirt to work as well, so. Ladies and gents, just so you know, um, Ricky works in a government building. <laughs> and he was walking about his government building workplace like an extra from Baywatch. Yep. And that's B A E Watch. I, want, I also want to give a shout out to Jeremy Donovan, who. Uh, likes every single photo I've put on Facebook I appreciate that he said previously that he's a Ricky Mark I know I know I'm a a, a Jeremy Mark as well I'm a Marky Mark right um, so with the actual proper plug which I'll get right eventually one day Please um, subscribe and rate and review the Social Suplex Podcast Network you can get that on all the podcatchers you can find podcast addict podbean apple apple podcasts google play spotify stitcher all of them you can get them everywhere um we've got shows like ourselves outsiders edge grown men watch this bleep uh keeping it strong style and one nation radio and one nation live with rich latter doing a lot of video work at the moment good stuff there um on the social suplex.com page you have links to the podcasts as well as all the columns that we drop there and you can also subscribe to the columns and podcasts to come straight to your email inbox check out the wrestling squared circle facebook group where you've got such personalities as kyle moores who is a jort hater (laughs) and we are at ricky and clive on twitter and facebook did i cover everything oh really was it Yep. You know I'm going to listen back and think, shit, I've missed something. No, I don't think you have missed anything, actually. Good. Well, that concludes the show. 
we will speak to you next week and thanks for listening take care folks thank you for listening <laughs> thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive wrestling podcast we'll see you next time see you next time see you next Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.